What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Flea Flicker NFL Show. I'm your host, Ari Umar, and this is episode 2023. I want to say it's episode 23. I'm joined by my co-host, Omal Ronak. What's up, Omal? What's up, Reed? Lots to talk about uh, today, um, considering that we have a, we have 32 different coaches to talk about. And on top of that, uh, we appreciated all those people listening to our last podcast on uh, the tears for our NFL QBs. Uh, we made a couple of bets in there. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, uh, make sure uh, you get the opportunity to do. Um, and yeah, uh, we can start. Uh, you want to start with the news first? Uh, before we start, I just want to plug the Flea Flicker uh, Instagram account, the Flea Flicker podcast on Instagram. Uh, we literally just post all our tiers and pretty much every all the content we do on here ends up on there somehow. So go check it out. It would, it'll be nice if we could reach 100 followers soon. Yeah, big number. Um, and yeah, we can go into the new NFL news segment because it's new NFL news. Um, take it away, Amal. Yeah. Um, so let me pull up the news that I have. So, uh, the first one is Joe Flacco and his uh, recent signing. Uh, the New York Giants, New York, yeah. If I read it right, it was a one year, four Jets, million dollar deal, right? Jets, Jets, yeah. It's one year, one. Uh, he signed with the Jets for a one year deal with uh, one and a half million dollars. Uh, with an incentives that can bring it up to four point five million. Uh, overall, I thought this was a good signing, uh, considering that the Jets needed a QB when uh, Sam Darnold had his uh, issues off the field. Um, and also, I think Joe Flacco could help Darnold in some way. Uh, maybe give him like good advice, considering Flacco is a Super Bowl uh, winning QB, um, Super Bowl MVP QB to even add on that. Um, maybe like just spread some knowledge on him. And one and a half million dollars for a backup QB is definitely not bad. And if he and clearly if the incentives work out, and he, if he does get the four and a half million, he must have really contributed to the franchise in a positive way. Um, yeah, overall, I have no problem with the signing. Uh, there are better QBs, no duh, in the in the free agency market. But uh, yeah, I'm, I have no problem with this. Yeah, uh, you said there are incentives in it, right? So uh, you can. Pu- I think you just said like if. Uh, what did you, whatever you said, that's beyond the point. But it's similar to the, the the Andy Dalton deal, where it's like a four million dollar deal, I believe it is, and then it can in, like with incentives, it can go up to seven million dollars. Which if he's playing, then that means you're getting positive contribution out of him, which is good. So really, don't have a problem with it. I don't know if he's going to necessarily help teach Andy Dalton, but when Drew Locke did come on the field last year, he was impressive. So you could chalk that up to Drew Locke being good at, you know, learning and all that. But you could also maybe chalk it up to Joe Flacco not, you know, at least sort of helping him. Because I don't think Joe Flacco is the type of guy to almost be like a Brett Favre type of player where he's like, you know, angry that they drafted a quarterback and, you know, they're com- he's not helping them at all. Like, it's not his job. And obviously it's not his job to teach uh, Sam Darnold per se, but – if he does teach Sam Darnold anything, uh, I think that's a positive move. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, you brought up a good point with the Drew Locke situation. Um, yeah, I think Drew Locke uh, stepped in and he clearly showed uh, that he was the right call uh, for being the next starting QB for the Denver Broncos. Um, and, yeah, um, we can move on. Uh, so the next news that I would like to talk about is Carlos Hyde. Uh, Carlos Hyde signing a one-year deal with uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, that's another incentives deal that can also uh, be worth it. Uh, it's just, it's a one-year deal that could have incentives also all the way up to four million as well, I believe. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, Carlos Hyde to the Seahawks. I really like that move, bro. He's he's older now. He's about to hit the age age thirty season, I believe it is. But when you look at how how good he is as a player. His last year was his first 1,000-yard season, I believe. And he's always been consistently being a good like producer overall in his entire career. And when you look at the Seahawks running back situation, they probably might have beat the, 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 um, the Green Bay Packers in that game in the divisional round if they actually had a good running back. They're such a run-heavy team. And when they lost Chris Carson to injury, when they lost Rashad Penny to injury – 
that really obviously helped, uh, hurt their offense a ton. And when you're getting a producer like Carlos Hyde, who's put up 1,000 yards from scrimmage three of the last four seasons, um, his best season being in 2017 where he put up nearly 1,300 yards from scrimmage, he can come in there and be a good producer for that team. And I don't think he's by any means going to be like an elite running back and he's going to take a leap. You know, he's almost 30 years old again, but he's going to be there. And if he does play, he's going to put up, you know, reliable production for your team. And if he doesn't play, then he's a good backup for Chris Carson and he's probably going to be a key rotational back. So I like it, especially seeing how run dependent that Seattle Seahawks offense is, even though they have, you know, one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the league in Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, I, I also agreed with, uh, with everything you just said there. Uh, Carlos Hyde signing is good. And I also hear that uh, Rashad Penny may also not be ready uh, for week one. Uh, he did which, tear his ACL uh, pretty late in the season. Yeah. So if he is ready by week one, that would be kind of impressive. Yeah. So I think uh, Carlos Hyde right under Chris Carson. Uh, and on top of that, they do have Rashad Penny. Uh, this is great. And uh, going back, because for the Seattle Seahawks running back, they do have a lot of running backs. Um, I wonder what's going to happen with Marshawn Lynch. I'm assuming he's going to remain on the sign and just retired per se. Yeah, I think he's probably going to retire from who knows how many. What he was, he retired. Then he came back a year later to Oakland, and then, then he now retired. He retired again, and then he came back to Seattle. So. Maybe he'll retire, you know, once and for all now. I'm happy he finally got the 10,000 rushing yards or whatever the benchmark was. I think he's definitely a lock to be a Hall of Famer. And, yeah, that's my Marshawn Lynch hot take, that he's a Hall of Fame running back, which I don't think many people would disagree with. Yeah, uh, no problems there. Um, And then the last thing uh, when we talk about news is uh, our favorite QB and Dak Prescott. Uh, He's – so uh, the other day, uh, what's his face? Uh, Chris Sims reported that he was offered $35 million and Dak wanted 45. Uh, that rumor uh, was man- by many people shut down. Uh, but an ESPN analyst, uh, Todd Archer, reported that uh, the most recent offer to Dak Prescott was just under $35 million. Uh, and so far, uh, Dak has not accepted nor declined that deal it looks like that would put him at second and that would put him at second behind Russell Wilson right behind Russell Wilson I think it's probably I heard it's closer to Jared Goff range uh mm-hmm. and I do A think 33 ish probably I think, I think he is better than Dak, uh Jared Goff definitely for sure even though Jared Goff has achieved more I think uh Dak Prescott's definitely a better QB than Jared Goff I don't think many people are even going to doubt that too um but I don't I don't know I think uh at this, I think if, J- if Jared Goff's at 33, he's at 35. Dak's probably around 34.5, 34. Uh, I think he's crazy not to take the money, dude. I-, I think he's genuinely crazy. I mean, go get your money. I get that. But, dude, you can't – 34 – I mean, I'm assuming it can't, it can't be that much higher than 34 million. It- 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 you can't go much higher than that. D- I think Cowboys are stupid to pay him above 34 million. They're stupid to even pay him that much to begin with. But, I mean, I don't know, man. Okay. um, I 100% agree with you on that, first of all. So, looking at the – when I first went into this Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, like, conversation, contract talk, I was, like – I was super against Dallas. I was, like, this is all on Dallas. They should have signed him long-term. Why are they franchise-tagging him? But, to me, it seems more like Dak Prescott – he's completely lost in how much he's valued. Like he's not valued Russell Wilson money. Granted, he'll probably be paid that much, but he's overvaluing who he is as a player. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't won an all pro. He hasn't even been in MVP talks. He's never been, you know, like a top five, top 10, uh, top, uh, maybe top 10 quarterback, but he's never been like a locked in top five player in the league. And the fact is he's getting so much money and he's not taking it. And I just don't really understand. When you look at the Dallas Cowboys right now, they have $21 million invested into uh, this season. They have that much invested into um, Demarcus Lawrence. You have big cat hip hit numbers from Zeke and Amari Cooper and Taron Crawford and Demarcus Lawrence. All these players, uh, Zach Martin as well, all of them have you know 
upwards of $10 million per year cap hits. And Dak Prescott right now, if he's going to take that much money, he's going to essentially neuter the team. And I know we've talked about this before, but it, this just makes me like Dak Prescott more, and I'm shifting more of the blame from the Dallas Cowboys to Dak Prescott instead. Yeah, um, I can't agree with you more. Uh, this is this is, uh, this is, the new side of Dak Prescott I haven't seen. I get it. He was a fourth-round pick. Um, he was getting paid peanuts. He's getting he's getting banked from his uh, commercials though. He's getting a lot of money from his commercials. Probably like thirty million dollars for commercials. It's ridiculous because uh, he is the nation's favorite. He's the that's the nation's team, and uh, the nation's team's quarterback. I guess gets that much money. Um, yeah, uh, that's I, I think that's all we we should really talk about. Uh, also, congrats to Eli Manning finally entering into social media. Uh, Tom Brady gave him a warm welcome. Uh, Saying you in typical fashion, you never showed up until the fourth quarter. Anyway, great, great. Tom Brady's social media game is on point, bro. That that was that was a perfect statement, and I, I mean, I don't even think Eli should take offense to that. That, that, I mean, it's it's been it's accurate as hell, if you ask me. Yeah, (laughs) uh, um, I'm I'm a fan of it. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So now we can get started. uh, Do you want to jump into the Jamal Adams news first? Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Um, so Jets star safety from LSU drafted, I believe in 2017, I want to say. He and the New York Jets, Jamal Adams, have reached a stalemate in contract dis- discussions. And the way I see it, he's a superstar, so pay him how much ever he wants. And the Jets are sort of bungling the situation. So that's my short take on what they should be doing because they have a talented team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And, yeah, removing Jamal Adams from that team would not do you any favors, even if you get draft capital. Jamal Adams is a sure thing, and if you draft another safety, say, in 2021 to replace him, let's just say you get a first-round pick for him, he's not going to be a locked-in thing like Jamal Adams. So my short take on that Jamal Adams situation. Yeah, uh, I I can't agree with you more. Uh, There's great great teams for for Jamal Adams. I think uh, the – Chad, the Dallas Cowboys is a good fit. The Colts are a good fit. Um, the Cardinals may also be a good fit. Um, there's a bunch of teams. I think uh, they should really start. I mean, I also heard the rumors that the asking price is a first and a second. I think teams in a heartbeat would pay that. We'll see. Uh, I'm expecting him to get traded though by this offseason. I would be, I'd be semi shocked if he wasn't. And if he wasn't traded in the offseason, I expect him to be traded by the deadline. Yeah, uh, I hope he doesn't get traded because he looks green in that green. Uh, he looks good in that green, sorry. But we shall see what happens I there. I agree. I agree. The Jets will probably screw up the situation because that's a Jets thing to do. But yep. that's besides the point. Um, yeah, now we can finally move into this NFL head coach's 2020 tier list maker. Uh, again, shout out to tier maker for literally allowing everyone to have this access to this free platform, which is great for Ranking anything you want to rank from, I don't know, sports drinks, sports drinks, sports teams, soft drinks, all of that. Uh, yeah, so shout out to Team Maker. Anyway, um, let's break down the categories. First of all, we have the unknown category. I'm going to start from the bottom going up top. Then we have the Adam Gaist uh, tier, which is going to be the meme tier of quarterbacks, uh, of head coaches, pardon me. And then above average, good, borderline elite, and elite. Uh, I want to rework a couple of these, actually. Elite is really good. I think the bottom two are fine. What do you think about, um, instead of borderline elite, we can do the same thing, like superstar, star, right? Would you agree with that, Amal? Yeah, we can do that. And then, the, thing is, the thing is, you won't call Bill Bell, you won't call people superstar coach. That's kind of weird. Uh, true, true. Elite. Elite fine. star. I, I like star. I like star. Elite star. A good, uh, above, above average. average. I think we need one more negative one. We need instead of above average, like mediocre. Um, mediocre, yeah. All right, so, cool. Elite star, good, mediocre. Adam Gase, and then the unknown tier. Uh, I hate how this is organized color wise, but I'm too lazy to fix it right now. So let's just jump right into it. Um, first coach, we got Big Red, the Fire Engine, Santa Claus the Super Bowl winning head coach and the guy who likes Hawaiian t-shirts himself. Um, 
Andy Reid. Yeah, um, great coach in his career uh, of coaching. He's 207 wins, 128 losses, one draw. Uh, with the 61.8% win percentage, that's great. Uh, he's been with the Chiefs. 68.1? 61.8. 61.8. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing, yeah. He's been coaching forever, so that, that's mm-hmm. why I'm saying he's really good. Coaching with the Chiefs for the past six years, now going on to his seventh year. Uh, he's had great QBs under him. He's had uh, Michael Vick, Donovan McNabb, uh, Alex Smith, who's now recovering from that broken leg injury, and now Patrick Mahomes, uh, the next uh, upcoming GOAT. Uh, so I think uh, the, his resume is incredible. He's always had great regular seasons. He definitely capitalized it this year. I think he's going to be elite. I didn't think he's going to be elite this year. I think he's going to be elite, in my opinion, for the rest of his career. He's a great QB. I mean, great coach, but also has great QBs. I could argue he is part of the Adam Gase tier because Andy Reid is a legend and he's a name, but he is. we we can't do him dirty like that. He's an elite head coach, and if you you say anything else other than that, then you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I I think he's top three coaches in the NFL, no doubt. Maybe even top two. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, and the next on the list is the legend himself, Adam Gase. Adam Gase. Um, so Adam Gase for me is in the mediocre tier. If, if he wasn't, <laughs> if he wasn't going to be in the Adam Gase tier, but yeah. mediocre. Um, he just hasn't done much. He's had one good year where he went ten and six. His first year coaching with the Miami Dolphins. They made the playoffs. They got blown out by. The Ben Roethlisberger led Steelers that year. AB had a baller game, I remember it. And then after that, just six and ten, seven and nine, seven and nine. And granted, the last seven and nine was with the Sam Darnold, um, his first year as well as the head coach of that team. Sam Darnold was the second year quarterback and he had mono for like three or four weeks. And granted, I think the Jets might have, the Jets probably could have gone eight and eight last year if they had played with Sam Darnold the entire season, to be fair. I think you can flip a couple of those losses to wins. But that being said, I just don't have faith in Adam Gase. His offensive system is whack. And if he wasn't going to be the meme tier here, I mean, man looks like he's on drugs all the time. But if he wasn't going to be on the meme Adam Gase tier, he'd definitely be like low-end mediocre. Yeah, agreed. I can't agree more. Um, the next one is Lynn. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, I think he's a star head coach, but like low end star. That's high. Anthony Lynn, he was really underwhelming last year. Anthony Lynn, uh, to say the least. I I don't know how I feel about him being that high. I don't even think he's in the top half for me. I think uh, for me, I have him as mediocre. I'll be honest. Maybe mediocre to good. I, I don't know how you can have him on mediocre because dude. He's, he's, he has a 53% win percentage in his career, and he's gone 9-7 and seven and then 12-4 and four back-to-back years. And for me, that's that's pretty, like, remarkable. I mean, they, they were one of the best that, teams but in he, they also had one of the best. They also had one of the worst teams in the NFL last year. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think – I'll put him in and, good. And, and, and this year he hasn't – I mean, and – like I don't expect him to be at nine and seven or twelve or uh, eleven and five this year by any means. I don't even. But they are a sleeper team to watch out for. But yeah, right now, okay, I'm cool with good. I'm cool with good. Yeah, I think he's done more positive than negative in his career, and I agree with Fair you. Enough. I don't think the, I don't think the Chargers are going to be an amazingly good team, and that's going to be a byproduct of starting, you know, Tyrod Taylor at quarterback and potentially maybe starting rookie Justin Herbert at quarterback, but. I digress. Uh, I think the one bad season will knock him out from star for me. So I can agree with that. Yeah. And then Next here we got uh, Billy B. Um, we don't even he's need to the, talk about this that much. He's on the elite list, yeah, for sure. I mean, he could be on a tier, but on his own, to be honest. Like, Agreed. greatest coach of, head to, uh, of all time. He has a 68% win percentage. Yeah, I, I was going to say. And I believe he's – I don't question me on this, but I want to say he's won like 75% of his games in the last like four years or something like that. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. If you look at his last, 
he hasn't the last year he went below 75% win percentage was last year 2018 actually where he won 11 and 5 but before that you got to go all the way back to 2009 where they went 10 and um, 6 after that all um, those are at least 12 win seasons yeah 12 win seasons at the worst so yeah that's insane props to big bill belichick i like it um not a fan of him, but I'm a very big fan of his coaching. Very, uh, He's a mastermind when it comes to football. Next, we have Bill O'Brien. All right, so as a GM, he's in the Adam Gase tier, but I'm not going to – this is – at the end of the day, this is a coaching tier list. So uh, – I think he's star, he's like low-end star. star. Yeah. The only – and I, he's not going to probably perform as a star this year as a head coach, but you can't knock him – as a GM and not just, I, I don't know. You can't have him that Yeah, low. I mean, this is the coach's list, not the GM's yeah. list. So. Yeah, yeah. He, he, is, he is an idiot, though, for his moves that he's made this offseason. And I think everyone can agree with that, too. I, I, you can't justify it whatsoever. But, yeah, I'm a, I mean, Star, he's a good coach. Probably great coach. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Move I don't on. think he's a great coach, but I think he's definitely a star coach, in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's made the playoffs, I think. He's played Almost in six playoff year. games. And Almost he's, yeah, he, yeah. I think other than 2017 when Deshaun Watson tore his ACL, they were almost, they've been like playoff contenders almost every single year. So shout out yeah. to them for even in the Tom Savage days, they weren't bad. So he's not a terrible head coach, but he's, uh, he's, he's a good head coach. But yeah, he's, He's, well, he's not good. Well, if he was a good head coach, we would have been good. <laughs> I think fair enough. He's a star head coach. But uh, yeah, here's the thing: you can put him on high end good too. Can you? I think. See, it's an interesting discussion now that you think about it. Because when you rank about when you think about coaches, right? You get someone like someone like Marvin Lewis, who you like. He came in there and he brought stability to that organization, the Cincinnati Bengals. He won a ton of games, and yeah, he played 16 years, and he never won a playoff game. So, like, you can make an argument. Oh, he had so many winning seasons. And, like, for the Bengals as a whole, he was a star head coach. But then, like, on the league as a whole, he's probably just good because he never won a playoff game. Here you have Bill O'Brien. And I think his his ceiling is right now, like, not being able to make it past the divisional round. So, like, you could knock him for that and say, oh, he can't win playoff games and say, oh, he's good. But on the other, on the flip side, he's consistently winning in the regular season, and his team consistently keeps making the postseason. So, like, I don't know what do you put more weight in. I think he's been more good than bad, and it's he's consistently made the playoffs and done solid in the playoffs. I'd say. Even here's though, the thing. Here's the thing that I have with Bill O'Brien, right? So there's there's obviously coaches I think in the league that are better fit. For the Texans and Bill O'Brien. Not saying he's a he is a I think he's a great coach. I do think he's good slash great coach. Uh awful GM, but that's besides the point. I think they'll hire GM sooner than later. Yeah. I'm I'm on the high end good side. You can put him at star. I agree with you actually when I think about it. Because the thing is with Bill O'Brien, the Texans they're still they the this year especially they need to really prove themselves because the Colts have really stepped it up from how they were last year. They do have a new QB, so we don't know how the system's going to go. The Titans just came off the AFC Championship game. They're definitely right now better than the Texans. So they they need to really prove themselves to show that they're the best team in the AFC South. And this and heading into this year, you can only put them at the good category. And Hugh, I, I promise you, if they won the division this year, you can put them at the star category, no doubt. So, quick question here. Do you want to add an extra tier? Because there's some young coaches here who aren't necessarily in the unknown, but some coaches who I think are rising stars. I think uh, we should. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, let's just add one right here. We're going to call this rising stars tier. Because, I don't know, they, they just don't fit in good to me, mediocre, any of that. So, rising star, um, yeah. Uh, we can move on here to Bruce Arians. And I think Bruce Arians is low-end star, I think. 
Um, yeah, I'll agree with you on that. I think he's low in star. I think his offensive system. You could argue he's star. You don't even need to argue low end star or high end star. I think he's a star because he he is proven. He doesn't want any nonsense with his team. Clearly, that's why they didn't sign AB, and they could have signed AB, no problem. He would have been signed. But I I like his no nonsense attitude. Great team around him. I expect the Bucks to still be a great team this year. Uh, yeah, I think he's a star uh, coach, especially since his time with the. With the Colts when uh, Chuck Pagano had cancer, uh, great coach. Yeah, fifty nine percent of his uh, his games he's won, and I don't know if he's had incredible playoff success. I wouldn't say he has, but he's Agreed. made it to three playoff games. He's made it to a championship game, and if they didn't run into the the guillotine known as the Carolina Panthers back in twenty fifteen, Carson Palmer could have won a Super Bowl. So yeah, yeah. Here, next coach, Brian Flores. I have him as a rising star, and I think he's high end on the rising star list for me. What he did with the Miami Dolphins, they were easily the least, like, have had the least talent in the NFL for me. And the fact that they even won five games or whatever it was, when it was pretty obvious they were almost tanking to start the year, and he won games with the team he shouldn't have won games with, and he's built a really good culture in his first year alone. So Brian Flores, to me, is a rising star head coach, and I don't think you can change my mind at all. Uh, no, I also don't agree. I also don't disagree, I should say. Yeah, I, I think uh, he is also a rising star uh, coach. I think – I also – I expect the Dolphins to be in playoff contention in the next two years with Brian Flores. And even last year, you can't ex- – they're gonna, people are going to say Brian Flores was trash because the Dolphins were trash, but that's like, come on now. It's not fair to say. That's like saying Steve Kerr for basketball is trash because the Warriors are trash this year. I mean, that, that you can't make that argument. I think Brian Forrest is a great coach. I also have him at the high-end star, a rising stars list. Um, no debate there. Yeah, I uh, completely agree with you on that, seeing as you stated everything I stated. <laughs> um, so we now we have Atlanta Falcons head coach Dan Quinn. He's won 54% of his games. He's made a plus Super Bowl, choked in the Super Bowl, but that's besides the point. He's had five playoff games in his career, three and two. So he's won more playoff games than he's lost. Granted, he lost the biggest one when he should have won it. But for me right now, I think he's high and good. And I'll make the argument that he's gone seven and nine in the last two years. And he – Granted, there's been a ton of injuries on that team, but when you look at other coaches who were about to hit on a couple coaches, they can they can make up for the injured component on that team. Like it doesn't matter if they're injured, they're gonna do their best and they're gonna have a winning record and they're probably gonna make the playoffs. And Dan Quinn hasn't done that for me, and that's why I can't put him in the star category. Fair enough. Um, I have him in the mediocre list because the only reason I have him in mediocre is because I haven't seen any improvement in the Falcons ever since they were in the Super Bowl. They've been going downhill. This year, I hope it changes because I'm very high on the Falcons. They're one of my favorite teams actually in the NFC. Um, but yeah, they started out 1-7 and seven this year. It's insane. And they have a great QB. They had Devontae Freeman. They had Brian Hill as their backup running back. Julio they had Jones. Julio Jones. They had Austin. They had uh, who was their tight end? They had Hooper, right? At mm-hmm. tight end. Yeah, I, I mean, they did have defensive injuries, but one and seven is ridiculous. I, I can't see that. I I can't unsee that. That's just uh, that's why I haven't met mediocre. He's been he was great in uh, 2016, I believe it was 2016 or 27. It was the year they made the Super Bowl, but. In the past two years, he's been he's been a letdown for me, and even in the year that they uh, that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they sh- they should have arguably won that game too. Eagles played really well. I'm not going to discredit them, but they 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 were obviously the favorites for the reason. Uh, yeah, many times he's let he's let me down. Uh, that's why I have him at mediocre. But I can obviously see why you can have him at the high list, high as for good. Yeah. 
That's what See, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt to Bill O'Brien just because he's made a Super Bowl and he's won playoff games, whereas Dan he has a positive record in the playoffs, uh, talking about Dan Quinn, whereas yeah. Bill O'Brien and Anthony Lynn both don't. So I'll give him the edge and I'll keep him in good, but I can understand that, what you're saying. In that same logic, though, would you put Ron Rivera over, over Bill O'Brien? Because that, that you, you, just making the Super Bowl doesn't make you necessarily – right now heading into this season a good coach that's all i'm saying it's a great thing on your resume but i i don't know how that stands with you uh, i agree with you actually would you put would you say anthony lynn's a better head coach than dan quinn right now <sighs> yeah i would okay I would. i'm fine with low and good right now for um dan quinn i think just because he's done it before I'll give him in the good tier, but if he doesn't do it this year, he's probably not going to even be on the list come 2021. He'll probably not have a, a head coach job, period. But that's, again, he's on the hot seat. So, yeah. Um, Sean Payne for me, uh, he's an elite coach for me. Your thoughts? Sean Payton for me is also an elite coach. Great coach in the league. Uh, Top three coach. Yeah, that would, that would be my yeah top three. Belichick, Belichick, Reed, and Sean Payton. You can't change my mind on that. Great coach. They should try to lock him up for life in New Orleans. Yeah, they should. Uh, again, bounty gain, all that is on his resume. But what he's done last few last since 2017, he's been a perennial playoff contender. And it's not like any perennial playoff contender. It's like 13 and 3, 12 and 4 type of record. So uh, I I give him, you know, all the props for rebuilding that defense and rebuilding that team and just being a great coach. And I agree with you, definitely a top three head coach, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, next so we now have we have the visor wearing head coach, Doug, Doug Peterson. Yeah. So here's the thing I'm not, sh- I'm not sure how many elite coaches we're going to have. I, 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 would you say the top five coaches are elite? Or would you say like top four coaches are elite? I think top five probably, top right? Top five. Then, then okay, if that's the case, then yeah, yeah I'd put him at elite. Then. Yeah. Okay. I think he's low end elite, and I think yeah, I think he's the lowest. He's the, the lowest, and that's not not a knock for him because we think he's a top five head coach, and he's going against you know best regular season, well one of the best head coaches ever to not win a Super Bowl until this year, literally the best head coach of all time, and. Maybe the most creative head coach right now in Sean Payton. Um, yeah, uh, just so for Doug Peterson, last three years, he's had a winning record. The worst he's ever gone is 7-9. He's won a Super Bowl in the last three years. He's won playoff games the last three years. And he's carried the team multiple times, multiple times in the year where, oh, everyone was thinking, oh, the Eagles aren't going to make the playoffs, both in 2018 and 2019. Doug Peterson came in and, he reinvigorated that team and he helped carry them to the playoffs. And I think when you look at the big trio, the Philadelphia Eagles, when you look at Howie Roseman, Carson Wentz, and Doug Peterson, for me, Doug Peterson's number one and it's not even close. Doug Peterson, then probably Carson Wentz, and then Howie Roseman for me. And yeah, I just like everything about Doug Peterson. He's one of the best head coaches in the league and he's shown that throughout his last four years. Yeah, I agree. I kind of agree more. Uh, so next is uh, my head coach and uh, Frank Reich. Uh, he's also been a great head coach for the Colts. Uh, I can only really talk about their one season with Andrew Luck. Because this past season, it's been very difficult considering we haven't had a stable QB. Now that we do have a stable QB in Philip Rivers, this is tough for me. I, I, I'm going to put him low end star. I'd put him low end star. I put him. I'd put him above. Um, Arians just wide one. I think I don't think uh, anyone. I think everyone else that will be put in the star list is above uh, Frank Reich and Bruce Arians. Though I think he's above Bruce Arians. Though, you think now. he's above Bruce Arians? Why so? Or how uh, so? Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians hasn't recent playoff success. I have not seen from Bruce Arians. I, I've, it's very outdated for me because Bruce Arians. Okay, the last, time, last time I saw him really coached well was when the Cardinals was in, were in the NFC Championship game. Uh, That's five years that, ago now. That, that was five years ago now. Yeah, exactly. 
So, uh, that I mean, I do think Arians overall is a better coach than Reich, but, I, I mean, I haven't seen him really coach well. I've only seen him coach with the Bucks now. For, he's been the coach for, what, one year? And then this one year, he was like 6-10 and 10 or 7-9. and nine. So, yeah, that's where I stand at the moment. Yeah, I agree with you on that, actually. I, I originally had Bruce Arians above him, but with those points, it makes sense to me. Not having recess, recent playoff success makes sense to me. Yeah. So, okay. moving on to the Giants head coach here, we have Joe Judge. He's unknown, obviously, his first year as the head coach for the Giants. And – I think if I, were, if I were to put him on this list, I'd put him at mediocre because I'll be honest, even the yes, he isn't proven, but I, they hired a guy that had no coaching experience. He was the special teams head coach. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, didn't under, I didn't understand the selection. I thought Jason Garrett would have actually been a better coach than Joe Judge. Uh, that's, that's just my opinion. Yeah, uh, I'm quite shocked by this decision. Uh, I like the Joe Judge signing, actually. And I don't like it as much as, like, the Mike McCarthy signing and the Ron Rivera signing, just talking about the NFC East. I think it's definitely the fourth-best signing in the division. But when you look at Joe Judge, what he said in all his press conferences, I like everything he said. He's he's brought in a ton of, you know, well-known guys and head co- uh, offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators and all that. You talked about Jason Garrett. He brought in Jason Garrett. And – I think he's willing to learn. So I don't know if it's going to work out for him in New York. And, again, he's trying to establish almost a Patriot-esque culture there in New York. And I, Again, I have no clue if that's going to work. But I've liked everything he's said. So, I'm, I, again, I, I, I wouldn't even put him anywhere on this list other than unknown just because he's that unproven, in my opinion. And I think he's yeah, probably yeah, the most that, that, Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, the thing is with – Joe Judge, he's also been under elite, elite, one of the like all time great head coaches. He had Nick Saban, was under Nick Saban at Alabama, and then under uh, Bill Belichick in New England. Great. Uh, he's been under great teams as well, obviously, college and NFL. I think, I mean, I, I obviously wish him the best. I think he's going to, I hope he proves himself because then it, it'll show he was just a special teams coach. Now look at him now. He's running an NFL team like very coherently and smoothly with no issues whatsoever i hope that happens but yeah okay unknown is uh john harbaugh here yeah he's elite for he's he's elite for me he's he's one above peterson all right yeah Mm -hmm. then we got the elite side of them yeah he has like a 62 percent one percentage or something ridiculous like that he's won a super bowl and granted, that Super Bowl was back in 2012, so you could use that argument that, oh, you know, past playoff success. And he hasn't won playoff games the last two years, but he also had a 14-2 and team. And, again, this is sort of hard to draw the line, but I'd That's say this is, more of a, yeah. this is more of a coaching thing, what I'm about to say, versus Bill O'Brien, like, team building uh, as a GM. What John Harbaugh has done is he's, he's, you know, took a risk with Lamar Jackson, right? And that risk has panned out. But he's also built his team and his offensive philosophy around Lamar Jackson. And instead of, you know, pushing Lamar Jackson to be a better pocket passer and all that, he's built the team around Lamar Jackson's strengths. And that's why I think he's definitely an elite head coach for me. Well, like he's, he's had the playoff success. He's won the games in his entire – throughout his career. And just the way he's built the offensive philosophy of the Baltimore Ravens to me is extremely impressive. Yeah, I have nothing else to add. You basically hit every uh, point I was going to say. Yeah, I can't agree more. Fourth on my list. Both, multiple successes uh, with the Ravens. Great head Yeah, coach. he had All a weird time. stint in the middle where he, you, I think he went like 5-11 and 11 or something like that, and they had like a top 10 pick. But after that, it's only been positive records, or at least 500 records. So uh, it is what it is with John Harbaugh. He's an elite coach. And I, I think this is a good top five ranking here. Yeah, I think in order, I think it's accurate as well. Belichick, Reed, Peyton, Harbaugh, Peterson. I can't agree with more of this top five. But there were there are coaches from like six to ten that were top five that have just been knocked out probably. But And uh, there are also coaches who who were who better than be. who were better than 
Doug Peterson this year and better than John Harbaugh, arguably, and better than Sean Payne. And we're going to talk about those coaches. And they were better last year. But, again, this is, like, cumulative going into next year. So it's not even, like, based on team success. Like, for example, we're going to talk about Kyle Shanahan. I think his team is going to be more successful than the Eagles come 2020. But do I think he's a better head coach? Right now, I don't. Right now, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think he's rising. Okay, so uh, next we have here uh, John Gruden. John Gruden, also one of my favorite head coaches of all time. Uh, he used to be elite. I think he used to be very, very, very elite. I think now, now the Raiders haven't been doing much. I I don't know where to put him here. I genuinely don't know. I'm really you lost can, where to put him here. You can put him at mediocre because he hasn't done anything. You can put him at good, but you you can't. He's not better than uh, Doug. He's a, he's not better than Dan Quinn in my opinion. So, and I thought Dan Quinn was going to be the lowest of the good. So I think uh, mediocre. Yeah, that's where I'm you could maybe put it. I think he's. See, this is only taking into account his second coaching stint. So this current 2018-2019, we're not going to again, like you said, he was elite back earlier in his coaching days for that full decade. Two, uh, two different teams he led to the Super Bowl, one of them in which he won. Uh, he yeah. won that, you can't that's, – that's insane. That's I mean, he was the last head coach to get traded as well. So if you're getting traded as a head coach, you are good. Yeah, no doubt. I think that's why – you as a legacy guy, you, he is elite, no doubt. But I don't, right now – I think season, he's a rising star, like low-end rising star. Really? <sighs> and – I don't even know because again he signed a ten year contract, so he is stuck there. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah. the way I see, it, like, the Raiders are only getting better. They can't get worse. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. John Gruden to me is the hardest coach because, again, you could put him mediocre, you can put him good, you can put him rising star. And if he wasn't, if he wasn't at rising star, you'd put him at mediocre for sure because he hasn't done anything. He can't even be set as a good coach because. They haven't been at 500 by any means, any time. Yeah, exactly. So you can't even put them at good. Yeah, rising star is fair. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury, I, th- I believe this is Cliff. No, this is uh, Kevin Stefanski from the Cleveland Browns. Again, yeah. rookie head coach. Uh, he's unknown, obviously. And I think he's better than – just straight up better than Joe Judge. He's bringing – it's slightly worse than that he's bringing, like, a heavy run-first offensive scheme. In a, to the Cleveland Browns with the offensive but weapons now they, they have. have. But now they have Kareem Hunt for all season. Nick Chubb. Yeah. And Nick Chubb. Yeah, that, that's going to be nuts. Yeah, I, I agree. Unknown. Uh, the next one is uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, so for me here, Cliff Kingsbury has had uh, two – is it two years? No, one year. One year. Yeah. Um, in his one year, obviously he wasn't, like, amazing by any means. I'm going to put it – you can argue for rising star because I do think the Cardinals are going to be uh, a rising team. But that doesn't make necessarily the coach a rising star. So I think the team is going to rise, but I don't know if he's necessarily a rising star as a coach because I'm not high on Cliff Kingsbury still. Um, I'm going to put him on the mediocre stage. See, I, I would argue that he's rising star 100%. And I think – yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm saying you could you could argue for rising star, but right now I think he's mediocre. That's why. That's what I'm saying. Would, okay. I don't know. I think rising star is probably a better argument, but we'll default no, 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 to no, no, mediocre. No, otherwise, otherwise, then yeah. If we're gonna put him at rising star, then where would you put him? I'd put him. I'd probably probably below Gruden. Above. I think his offensive scheme is really creative. And that, that, that's the one. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. I'll put him above Gordon just because, yeah, I, I think he's definitely a rising both star. Of them, both of them are mediocre coaches, though. I'm not going to lie. Right now. So, yeah, right now. But honestly, you could put John Gordon mediocre, actually. You can, they have to build up. You can put a rising star, but they haven't even shown they've built built up yet. Like, they're going to develop into being better. See, the I Raiders, think Cliff Kingsbury to me was ex- – The Raiders went from six wins when, in John, John Gruden's first year. To no, they seven, didn't even right? get six wins. They didn't even, did, no, they were the fourth pick. They couldn't have – no, they had – you're right. They had five wins, I think, the first year. 
to seven wins in the second year. Uh, that's not really proving much to me. That's why I have to put him at mediocre. And he's a great coach, but yeah, I, I agree with that now because I think Cliff Kingsbury is more creative offensively, and he's a better, like, pure offensive mind than John Gruden is, which is why I'd argue he's a rising star. And I agree with John Gruden being mediocre right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next is uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, yep, Super Bowl finalist, uh, head coach, and, and NFC champion, uh, Kyle Shanahan. I think he's the highest. Star. He's uh, highest star. You can put high star or a high rising star, but I think he's already a star. So I think he's already a star. Once you have your first ro- like winning, you know, like breakout year, I think that makes you a uh, that makes me, you know, ineligible for the rising star category in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Nothing much to say about him. He's probably the best offensive line in football. Uh, him and Sean Payton. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, great coach. Uh, Matt LaFleur, who looks very similar to Kyle Shanahan. It's kind of scary. They look like the same person. So I think for Matt LaFleur, he's only had one year of coaching. So I can't really put him in the star category. Category, I think you can put him out. He's he's above Flores. That's where I'd put him. He's not yeah, a star. I think rising star is fair. Because I don't think he's – I think he's better than good, right? He's and, definitely good, yeah. But he's not completely he's, a star yet. No, that's what I'm saying. He's rising star. Yeah, good rising coaches star. Are, good coaches are just going to stay there. That's that's my opinion. So uh, next we have on this list uh, um, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. Okay, so Matt Nagy, that's interesting. So he was coach of the year two years back, I believe. Yep, uh, 2018. So – he he technically would be then considered a star, but the thing is, his past uh, past year the Bears were what seven and nine. Yeah. And now this year it's completely unknown. They can be nine and seven, probably at the max, if because we didn't expect the Bears to be good the year they acquired Cleo Mack and go twelve and four. So they could surprise us. As an actual head coach, though, I think he's high end good. Yeah, so for me, I agree with you. High and good. He's past star because he he won Coach of the Year. He's already a star coach. But I think right now, heading into the season, you'd have to put him at good because I don't even think he'd be considered rising star. See, so this is an interesting situation for me. So you have Matt uh, Matt, uh, Frank Reich here, right? And so the argument that I would make for uh, Matt Nagy not being a star is that he hasn't improved. Mitch Trubisky, and he hasn't risen above his circumstances, right? Yeah, and but that's the thing with Frank. You look Reich. at Frank Reich; he hasn't yeah, really done that either. Like, yes, correct. Both of them Frank, had a Frank great. Reich had, Frank Reich has won a playoff game, though. Reeb. That's something to note. But has he? Yeah, they 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 did. Yeah, when twenty? Who did they beat? They um, beat the Texans. They beat the Titans in the playoffs? They beat the Texans. Texans. Oh, the Texans. Yeah, as a sixth seed, they beat the Texans. Yeah, the three seed, yeah. Oh, you're right. And then they they went into Kansas City and got destroyed. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that's – Yeah, playoff success. Okay, I agree with that now. But that that being said, it is also only one game. But also, I think Frank Reich also says right now, right now, for like the foreseeable future, a brighter future too. Um, Yeah, that's the – but I think – Matt Nagy is a better coach per se than Frank Reich. I, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I actually do believe that. But I think, uh, yeah, I can't put him at star. Yeah, until he wins a playoff he, game. Yeah, if but he, he, had, was, he was a star. Don't, he was probably the highest star if uh, once uh, at the end yeah. of 2017. Yeah, that's where I'll stand with uh, Matt Nagy. Okay. See, my entire thing with this, coaches are harder than quarterbacks. So, like, you said, oh, he's the highest star for Matt Nagy, right? We have Matt LaFour here as a rising star, right? And he he made it to a championship game. So, like, you could say he's already a star, but – Yeah, but the thing is with him, he's only had one year, though. That's the problem with – Yeah, and – Yeah, I agree. Okay, so – He's new to the system completely. Like, it's completely new to him. Uh – 
Yeah, that's why I think. So he's right. okay, let's make an arbitrary cutoff. You can't be a star coach after your first year. You can't be a star coach after. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you. Can't yeah. Be. Okay. Yeah. None of these coaches are those star coaches after their first year. Even Bruce Arians, though. Bruce Arians, I don't know if he's necessarily considered star right now because he hasn't proven himself with Tampa Bay yet. And you could make that argument because Bruce Arians was retired. He came out of retirement, coached one year, and they went seven and nine. So you could also make the argument that he's not a star too, and you could replace him easily with. A guy I'd like- make the argument though that he went seven and nine with Jameis Winston having like thirty-seven turnovers, and to me that's impressive. But he also had the best offense, arguably, because they had Mike Evans, they had Chris Godwin, they had OJ Howard, they had Cameron Brait. And on top of that, they, they, he also led the league in passing yards and touchdowns. He had the opportunity to succeed, and they just straight up didn't. Uh, that's, that's the way. I mean, I do still, I still I think, think he's a star, though. But he's not proven. Because if you put that one-year cutoff for you, that has to be valid for, Jay, for, uh, for Bruce Arians, too. Because even though he's not obviously a new head coach, he's only been coaching the Bucs for one year, you know? True. Because if that is the case, then Matt LaFleur is a star, and you can put him right below Shanahan. But, but I'm the not thing gonna, about Bruce Arians is he's done it before, and he's consistently right, okay, been a good no, coach. But, but consistently been a good coach, you can, you, can, you, you can argue that too because the Cardinals were dropped off immediately once uh, after reaching the NFC Championship game. He's, he, was, he also had multiple seven and nine seasons with the Cardinals. Uh, I think this is tough. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna have one year uh, minimum, that's why I wouldn't put Bruce Arians as star, and I would put him at good. But yeah, that that's the that's that's all I'm gonna say about that. Okay, um, we can move on to Matt Patricia here. Um, Matt he, Patricia's Adam Gase category or minimum. He's mediocre, or he's uh, Adam Gase. Yeah, because the, here's the thing with him: he's not won any games really at all. And that's the, that's the only reason he's this low. I don't know if he's a good coach. Doesn't look like he's a good coach right now, uh, from the way lines are looking like. Looking like I hope uh, the I don't know if the lines are even gonna be good this year. Uh, they have a hard schedule for sure. Uh, I've seen it. I don't I don't see any postseason uh, hopes for them. And I hope they prove me wrong, but I don't see it. I think Matt Patricia gets fired this year, most likely, and. Oh, yeah, this is again contradicting my uh, my they might yeah, make yeah, they might have a winning record. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put this at this: if Matt Patricia gets fired this this season, I will not be surprised at all. Okay, there you go. All right, nice. All right, nice, nice. Okay. I think he's more mediocre than Adam Gaze, though. He's had less memeable moments than Adam Gaze. All right, so it looks like we are only gonna have uh, um, Adam Gaze and Adam Gaze category, huh? Yeah. So oh, you we, want to re- that we, can, we can remove it to just why do you still have a job? So then if that's the case, then Matt Patricia should technically be on that list because he only has nine wins. Yeah, I think – and he has less of a – he's definitely lower than Adam Gase's on that tier too. Like, Yeah, I think that's the only one that – why you still have a job. Yeah, for now, yeah, okay. We'll move on. Matt Rule. Uh, He's highest of unknown for me. Yeah, highest of unknown. Yeah, no need to talk really much about him. Uh, I, I I don't see Panthers being successful this year. I'm pretty sure nobody really does because they have, they have three insane teams in that division. Uh, but they are a good team. They just have, sadly, one of the hardest, the hardest if not the hardest division in football. Um, yeah, all three teams could very well make the playoffs. Yeah, all three you know teams. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know what's cool about the new rule, though? I think it's – is it possible – it's possible to have all four teams in one division make the playoffs. Yeah, it is possible. That would be cool to see. I don't know if we ever see it in our lifetimes, but if that does happen, that would be remarkable. I, no, I think it would happen. It will happen at some point. Yeah, we'll see. Um, next is uh, one of my – also one of my favorite head coaches, Mike, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin. He's, the, he's the highest of the star category. Yeah, I agree with you on that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really think there's much to debate on that because, uh, yeah, he's proven he, – he was also, in my opinion, in the Coach of the Year category last year with the sorry Steelers offense that they had and still – and that solid defense that they've, for, 
they had last year, I think uh, that definitely uh, solidified for me that he's still a star uh, coach. The only problem with him is that he's only won three games since they won the three postseason games since they've won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, which seemed a long time ago. It was almost over ten years ago. So, yeah, that that's the only knock on him. I don't. I honestly don't have any other knock on uh, Tomlin. Yeah, no, I agree with everything everything you said. I think you can make an argument he's below Kyle Shanahan one, but I think he's done it for longer. And when it comes to, like, a postseason game, I think I trust him more than yeah. I trust Kyle Shanahan. I trust him slightly more, yeah. And even and that's not even saying – because, I mean, Mike, Tom, Mike Tomlin did win a Super Bowl, but that, as I said before, he's, he has only won three games in the postseason for the, in the past, like, 11 years. Uh, but yeah, I, I would slightly trust him more because uh, Kyle Shanahan loves to choke games for some reason. That's all I gotta say. Um, next, uh, we have uh, Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. He's uh, good, and I'll put him below Bill O'Brien for me. I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. Because I think everyone's building up his career like he's a Super Bowl winner. Yeah, he won it in 2010 when Aaron Rodgers was had his first real breakout year, second real breakout year, whatever it was. And after that, he's essentially wasted like eight years of Aaron Rodgers' career. And, yeah, that's where I'll leave it. I think he's definitely a good head coach, but I don't think he's a star. And he's he was a star early in his career, so you can't put him at rising star. And I think good is just a good place to put him. Yeah. Uh, Mike Vrabel, this is where – this is where it's interesting. I'm trying to cap it off in a way where I can have close to five people per category, but that doesn't seem possible, huh? All right. I think so, he's a star, and he's, he's above Reich. He's above Reich. He's sure. above Reich. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is what. This is tough. I think. I think he is above Reich. I don't. That's where I'm saying. Why do we have that many stars? Because we haven't even gone with Pete Carroll, Mike Zimmer. Sean, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of – And I'd argue that Pete Carroll is a s- elite head coach too, so we'd have six head coaches in that tier. Oh, uh, is he? I, 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 think, I think Pete Carroll – Pete Carroll's either above Doug Peterson or below Doug Peterson. I don't see any way you, could, you couldn't put him in that top six tier, actually. I think – no, 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 not right now. I, 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 I think he's – he was top five. I don't know if he is now. I, I think uh, I'm going to put him in the star category. And See, I would I, put him below Shanahan. But when you look at his entire – oh, not even his entire – if, if you're going by even last year, last year he was top five. I think he's above Peterson last year too. But that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying looking into this year, I'm, I, I don't know if I see – Pete Carroll having the same type of success that he did uh, this past year. I mean, yeah, that's 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 all I gotta say, really. I think he's an elite uh, head coach because when you his entire career, one hundred thirty three wins, ninety losses. Like to me, that's no, he's 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 been an elite coach. I don't know if he he sustains it. That's the only reason I think he's good. He's star. I think he's just below Shanahan. That's where I'd put him. Okay, I think he's. You can't – he's not yeah, – okay, he's definitely not better than Tomlin right now. But he was entering into last year. I don't I, – I, I'm going to – I'm not, like, super high on Carroll this year. He's top ten yeah. coach for sure. I don't know if he's uh, – he I'm was – I'm okay with that. But, I mean, it's not even that bad because Shanahan and Tomlin are also insane. Uh, yeah. That list, Peterson all the way to uh, – all the way to Carroll, in my opinion, are all like in shambles. I think they're all like uh, they could easily you could easily put one of them in the lead, and you could switch them all around. In my exactly, opinion, yeah. yeah, that that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, next is Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer is also on that list too. I think he's also in them in the middle as he's well. He's star. I think, I think he's right below Carroll. Yeah, I think he's. Right a, I think, yeah, right. He's put up more consistent winning teams and playoff games than. Um, Mike Vabel has. So I'll give him the edge there for sure. Yeah. Uh, damn, we haven't even touched the some of these good coaches yet. Damn. Uh, uh, Ron Rivera, um, I think uh, he's... Uh, he's, he's probably below 
Mike McCarthy, I think, or around that tier, right? Yeah, I think he's below – he might be below Lynn. I'm not sure. But the, Mike – I mean, he did win, He did also reach a Super Bowl. He's reached it twice, actually. He's reached it with the Bears as a defensive coordinator, and he's also reached it as a head coach with the Panthers. Um, For me, if you look at his Panthers career, he's always alternated on and off. And at one year he's good, one year he's bad. But when you look at, see, you can make the argument that yeah, he's been he's a great coach, and he's he, I think he is a good coach, and I agree with where he is right there. But then you go back to the whole Bruce Arians thing. Like, is Bruce Arians really a star? I don't, dude. I don't think he's there yet. Man. I think he's a. I, I put him in good. I agree with that now. All right, he's high end. He's probably above Bill O'Brien, above uh, above Matt Nagy. Actually, I don't even know if you can put him above Matt Nagy because we made that conversation, right? I think Matt Nagy is better than I. We already said Matt Nagy is better than uh, Frank Reich, but he's also not proven in the postseason. Much, yeah, yeah. I so agree yeah, with we'll put him there. Yeah, right we'll now. put that. Yeah, I agree with this list. All right. Um, next, Sean uh, McDermott. Yeah, he's a he's star. rising star. Rising star? Or do you think he's already there? I think he's already a star. If you think he's already there, I'd put him above Reich. He's above Reich. I think I'll put him below behind Vrabel. Even though I think, I think he's Sean above Vrabel, too. In my opinion, he's better than Vrabel. I think he's built the team better. So I'd agree with that, actually, now. When yeah. You yeah. Because I so think I'm, when you look at the Titans and you look at the Bills, where the Bills had to come to come from to be a playoff team was way further down than where the Titans had to come from. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And Sean McVay. Okay. Oh, this is interesting too. Damn. I think Sean McVay. I think he's above Mike Zimmer. He's above Mike Zimmer, below Pete Carroll. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. We have so many good star coaches. And I think West. there are. There are so many star coaches. Though. Yeah, there are so many. Unlike quarterbacks, where it was sort of like you know a good bell curve in the middle, I think here. Oh, yo, we're we're an idiot. We didn't put we put Doug Marone at at uh, elite, not Sean Payton. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Doug Marone. Doug Marone is mediocre. Is, no, 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 no. Why do you still have a job? He should not. He should. He's he's there. Yeah, for sure. You can put him at mediocre though too. I don't care. Okay I, I think he's still. Why do you still have a job? I actually I agree with that. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Sean Payton's not there. Okay. Um. Let's see. Broncos, um. Dude, uh, Vic Vangio. That's his name. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Vic um. Vangio. Um. He's a good coach to me, but he also hasn't done right it. Now. He doesn't have. He hasn't done it yet. So I'll put him at mediocre for now. Yep, and then the last mediocre is like you're not really good, you're not really bad, you're just sort of you're sort of trending bad, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like Zach Taylor, I'm gonna put the same thing as well because I haven't seen him much yet. Yeah, he's mediocre and low end mediocre. I can't say why does he still have a job because it's only been one year for him, but he's definitely a mediocre uh, head coach so far. Yeah. Uh, Everything else. Yeah. Uh, Um, uh, Anything you would change again? I think you could make a really solid argument from anywhere from Pete Carroll to Doug Peterson can be interchanged. And honestly, I wouldn't disagree with you at all. Um, uh, I probably, actually, we didn't have a lot of disagreements here. The, actually, no, could, no, I think almost none. Uh, Four could definitely go up to star. But again, but the, the thing is, we had the off. one year thing. Yeah, we had the one year cutoff. Because if that was the case, then we would put, uh, we'd put your boy. Uh, your boy Bruce Aaron's up there. Um, yeah, I think this list is pretty solid. You can make the argument um, Dan Quinn's mediocre. That's all. That's the only one I would put it. Yeah, um, and I think that's a fair enough argument. But just the playoff success he's had with his team is pretty recent compared to other coaches, which is why I'd give him the benefit of the doubt slightly. But if we were to rename it, uh, he's definitely like in a hot seat sort of tier. And I think hot seat tier, if we were to make a hot seat tier real quickly, it would be um, all these coaches. In fact, because Ron Rivera was in the hot seat and he's a good coach, right? So, um, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. um, Anything else you have to, you know, question them all? 
Um, nothing else to really add either. Um, I do want to bring up one thing. Uh, the Eagles in 2015 uh, were looking to trade up for Marcus Mariota. What would you feel like if the Eagles had Marcus Mariota at QB instead of uh, the glorious Carson? Ginger, yeah. Um, we wouldn't have won a Super Bowl. That's we for probably sure. wouldn't be the same winning type of team. Doug Peterson probably – I would think Doug guys, Peterson would still be you, our do head you guys, Do you think you guys would uh, – do you, who do you think your QB would be entering into this season? Do you think, do you, think you guys would have drafted a QB like Jordan Love or something like that this past year if if Marcus Mario was still QB and not? Uh, I think I think Doug Peterson would be a good enough coach because I'm assuming Chip Kelly, I think the whole 2016 season would still – the 2015 season would still be bad. And he gets fired. We hired Doug Peterson. I think we would be a perennial, like, Almost their team. I think we probably make a playoff, like one or maybe two in the last four years. Maybe probably one, and we probably lose. Doug Peterson would probably be in the good tier or maybe low end star. And overall, I don't know. I think we probably would have drafted Jordan Love to be honest this year. Yeah, that's what I think expected too. Uh, but they wouldn't be that low. So I think. Herbert would have probably been there. And I think the, that Herbert was a Wentz type of pro, uh, prospect, except I think Wentz was obviously much better. Way uh, better, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think they would have probably been around the Herbert range, and they probably could have and would have drafted him. But, yeah, interesting things to think about, considering, uh, yeah, the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts at QB in the second round. So wondering, wondering if they drafted Marcus Mario in 2015 how everything would have changed. Maybe, and there would we, be yeah, maybe the Jalen Hurts. What if yeah. we do draft Jalen Hurts, right, in this and we, yeah, hypothetical if, situation? Yeah, and instead of him good. going to be a backup, Jason Hill type. Start over Mariota. be the yeah. starter, yeah. Yeah, because I think he, he – I think – because they, they are – they're both mobile QBs, right? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, anything else you got to say before we head off the ball? Uh, nothing else to add. Uh, great podcast again. Little to no uh, disagreements. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, thanks for listening or watching. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel. It's called Sports Saga. So you can check out these videos there, where you can actually physically see the tier list. So there's that there. Um, again, like I said, there's an Instagram. It's called the Flea Flicker Podcast. Uh, we are literally three subscribers or followers under 50. So if we can reach 50, that would be sick. Anyway, thanks for listening and share this podcast, do all that fun stuff and peace. Bye. And have a good day. Thank you.